Claire Stevens has joined us on What's Up Welland before, mostly to chat about the upcoming municipal election. And while every four years this is a major component of any municipal clerk's job, there is much more they do each and every day. As the guru of all things Municipal Act and the go-to at council meetings for clarification and process, we're likely to only scrape the surface of the clerk's full role today. From marriages to FOIs, lottery licenses to overseeing committees and boards, the clerk is a jack of all trades. So dust off your copy of the Municipal Act, brush up on Robert's Rules of Order, and find out with City of Welland Clerk Tara Stevens. What's up, Welland? So we are back today with City Clerk Tara Stevens, who has joined us before on What's Up Welland to run through a couple of special election episodes. However, today is going to be, for the most part, election content free, and we're just going to focus on who the heck a city clerk is and what exactly they do. So Tara Stevens, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so jumping right into it, what exactly would you say you do here? <laughs> Well, lots of things. Uh, We're kind of considered the jack of all trades uh, of the municipality. Um, But for the city clerk, so it's an officer of the municipality, uh, which each municipality is required to have a city clerk as per the Municipal Act. So as outlined in the Municipal Act, not to get too legislatively correct, um, but (laughs) within the Municipal Act, the municipality shall appoint a clerk who is responsible for recording all resolutions, decisions, and other proceedings of councils. And also with that, maintaining our bylaw files and minutes of council proceedings. So that's the basic on that from the Act. So then aside from that, as um, some people may be aware, the city clerk also provides assistance with our clerk at team um, to provide additional services to residents such as marriage license and civil marriage ceremonies, uh, the coordination of freedom of information requests, lottery licenses for organizations for fundraising and charitable purposes, um, death registrations for the funeral homes, assisting customers with disputing parking tickets, commissioner of oath, and administrative assistance to all committees of council. So you're busy. Yeah, we're lots very on the busy. go. So you yes. said your clerk at team, <laughs> yes. which is probably not what every clerk's department team is called. So can you tell us why you call your team the clerk at team? Yeah. So um, ever since I've taken over as a city clerk, I have uh, I wanted to have a name for our clerkettes or for the clerk staff. So I started with clerkettes, and it's kind of gone from there. So every time I send an email, it's hey clerkettes, and they're all on board with what's coming through the emails and whatnot. So. I like that. So, Tara, the Municipal Act covers City of Welland. It covers municipalities. With your clerkette team, is there anything that you do amongst yourselves that is unique to Welland, either on your team or you in your role, what you do every day? Is there any part of it that is exclusive to Welland that you can tell us about? Well, uh, one thing uh, that is seems to be exclusive to Welland is that city clerk's department assists with parking tickets. Um, amongst all the other clerks around Niagara and outside of Niagara, none of them deal with parking ticket inquiries. Um, so that seems to be the main thing for us. Everyone kind of provides the same service. But one thing I will mention is that in the Niagara region, Welland was the first municipality to hold marriage ceremony services. So we did that. That started on February 14th back in 2020 or 2011 is when it started. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I assume that was probably specifically chosen. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So you mentioned uh, 
a broad range of roles and responsibilities that you and your team have uh, and some of the things that are a little bit unique. Is there anything you think would surprise people uh, to learn that the clerk's department is responsible for or does? Mm -hmm. I think kind of going back to the two examples I used previously, um, just because they seem to be examples that I get uh, fairly often when people ask, oh, what does the clerk's department do? Or they're just shocked to hear that we provide the service, which is performing marriage ceremonies. Um, So uh, in 2019, I'll note that we did 105 marriage ceremonies uh, on behalf of the city of Wellens. So... Um, That was part of COVID, of course, so we are seeing our numbers go back up now that things are starting to open up a little bit more. And also with the parking ticket inquiries, a lot of uh, people think that you would go to the bylaw department, um, but they come to the city clerk's department for assistance with that. So why is that? It was just kind of a restructuring that happened a number of years ago. Um, At the time, there was um, some availability for the tasks to be given to our clerk's department and a position was being removed from our parking division or bylaw division I should say at the time so it was transferred down to the clerk's division so we've covered it for a number of years now probably about 10 or 11 years. So Tara with all the tasks and services that your team provides and I mean you see it living and working in Welland we've talked about on the show Welland is growing exponentially so your team is already busy going to get busier as we get bigger. What are some efficiencies that you've implemented or are looking to implement that A, make the workflow easier on your end and B, just help the residents here get that seamless service, that high quality service? Yeah. So um, one thing that we've been doing for a few years now is live streaming all of our council meetings and meetings of council. So they're um, on our City of Welland website for anyone to watch at any time. So that's been new uh, for us in the last five or six years. Previously to that, it was Kojiko that was streaming them live and then one time afterwards. And then after that, you wouldn't be able to see it. So we allow um, the ability for the residents to see it right away. Uh, we are working with a electronic agenda system now using eScribe. So that's new to um, the clerk's realm this year. We started doing that in early January. And we're also looking at um, digitizing all of our files moving forward to have an electronic records management system. With, which at, with that would allow for more uh, efficiency when it comes to, say, freedom of information requests or anything like that, our clerk's team would be able to go in and grab that information from those files as opposed to having staff needing to go out and get them and then provide them to us. So you mentioned council meetings, uh, and of course, anybody who's uh, tuned in or sat in council chambers has seen you uh, up at the front alongside the, the mayor and the CAO in that kind of main shot. What is your role during a council meeting? Mm-hmm. So during the council meeting, I just need to ensure that the mayor and council follow their procedural bylaw, um, legislative requirements, all of that. So there's, you know, timing, time limits, uh, matters that they're speaking on, ensuring that they're speaking to the matter that's on the floor. Um, So that's all the legislative part of it. Um, And now with COVID, because we have hybrid meetings, we also have where I um, organized the Zoom meetings, we, um, I have them, I admit participants into the meeting, I maintain all of uh, everything that kind of goes on in the background. Um, I'm trying to think of other things, recording sessions, um, and just making sure that the mayor's ready 
with the next thing coming up as we proceed through the agenda. So as of a couple council meetings ago, uh, council chambers is once again fully open to members of the public. Uh, council members are uh, free to come in and participate uh, still virtually, um, but also, of course, in chambers. Um, we're back to normal, correct? With our, our council meetings and uh, public participation and that kind of thing, right? We're all kind of... Yeah, I would say essentially back to normal. We are allowing a hybrid method where staff and council can attend virtually if they choose to. So, um, but with that being said, there's no, um, say, limitations on who can come into the chamber now. All members of council are more than um, able to come in if they choose to, as well as the public returning to the chamber as well. How have you found... Um I mean, obviously, for a couple of years during the pandemic, everything was virtual and uh, that would have been a challenge in and of itself to conduct those meetings. How have you found the transfer back to more people in the council chambers? Is it A, is it easier? B, is it a different feeling in the room when discussion is had? How have you witnessed uh, the difference between virtual and in person? Yeah, I think, to be honest, it was a pretty smooth transition back to hybrid. We did a few times have one or two members of council in the chamber, so it did allow for us to see if there were any um, issues or deficiencies with anything, which didn't seem to be a problem. So when we opened it back up for all members, it didn't seem to be too much of a concern. The main thing really is just technology, and as long as technology is on our side the (laughs) night of the meeting, then everything goes good, so... But it's been a pretty smooth transition and everyone seems to go go well with it. So is hybrid an option that will continue beyond twenty twenty two once Ideally, by 2023, we don't have to say the word pandemic anymore. <laughs> uh, well, it's hard to say. Um, I will be kind of keeping an eye on everything. I advise council that when they approve the hybrid method, I would keep an eye on how things are going with COVID. And then if I could come back, say, with a report for full attendance in the council chamber again, then I would do so. Um, so it's more so just kind of keeping an eye to see how things are going. Hopefully COVID-19 is over and we can kind of proceed forward with that. Um, but if not, um, then we'll see what council wants to do from there. But uh, it'll be a report that comes back likely at this point to the new term of council for them to consider how they would like to proceed. And that's something council approves, right? It's not just a, a clerk decision where you come in and say, hey, here's the latest, and this is what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was more so a um, concern of safety and having members of council on the chamber where staff had to say, okay, everyone is virtual. But now, um, because there's been so many changes that have come through, we've given the opportunity to council to make those those decisions proceeding forward. So as we... Everyone, literally everyone, look forward to moving beyond what the last two years have been and the changes those have brought about. For you, looking back, your time with the city of Welland, so it's a double-barrel question. Looking back, time with the city of Welland, what are some of the changes you've been most excited to be a part of, to witness across the city, across City Hall? And then, going forwards, what do you anticipate being in the pipeline that you get excited about and our residents should be excited about with regards to dealing with the clerk's department, dealing with team clerk at. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's the excitement is just moving into more of a virtual world. Um, it really opened up the possibilities really, uh, you know, working from home and uh, you know, 
even having members of council working from home seemed to be so strange in the beginning, but now it's kind of the norm for us. So say there's a member of council that's on vacation, they are able to still attend the meeting and it counts towards attendance and they can participate. Whereas prior to COVID-19, it didn't count towards their attendance. So it's really changed a few things in that nature. With Welland growing, um, I'm excited to see what um, ideas and uh, come forward. We're always open to change in the clerkettes department. So we're always looking for be- easier, better, more efficient ways to do all of our processes. So, and I think to even legislative, legislatively through the office of the registrar general and other levels of government, there's been a lot of changes to their processes as well. They used to be a very paper based, whereas now they're changing some of that. So that allows for our efficiencies to get simpler as well. So just seeing the world move forward that way. Well, will help us proceeding forward. So I don't think we could possibly have the clerk on the show with the municipal election a few months away and not have at least one question <laughs> or one opportunity to talk about October 24th. We have a series of mini podcast episodes uh, that can be found on our website that deal specifically with uh, topics related to the election. But in the capacity of today's episode... As the clerk, you are responsible for carrying out the municipal election. What can you tell listeners about how that all unfolds, your involvement, your team's involvement, and really the involvement from the community? Because there are volunteers who assist with that process. So uh, what can you tell us about the upcoming election? Uh, Well, there's lots to know. Um, (laughs) There's been a lot of preparation that me and the election coordinator have been working on, um, just mainly getting things in place so that once nomination day, which is August 20, August 19th is over, uh, we can proceed forward with getting staffing in place, um, getting our polling locations confirmed, uh, and getting our ballots ready and getting um, the technology that we need for election day. All of that will happen after the 19th. So it's more of a buildup that we've been working on for now. And then everything really starts to um, pick up speed after the 19th because we'll have the names in place. We'll know who's on the ballot and then we can proceed forward with getting all of those fancy things in place for the election. So one of the biggest changes this year is for voting locations for polling stations, which yet to be confirmed, as you mentioned, is that regardless of the ward you live in, you will be able to vote at any polling location in the city. Yes, yes. So anyone can vote anywhere. So when you get your voter card, it'll identify all of the polling locations and it'll identify um, that you can vote at any poll. So when you walk into a polling location, you'll see six tables or more set up depending on the size of the location. So one will be for ward one, two, three, and consecutively to ward six. So you'll go to your specific ward. They'll issue you a ballot, you'll vote, and then it'll go through the tabulator and then you'll be finished. So for people, say, working at the Welland Hospital, uh, we have the Welland Community Center will be available for voting that day or other facilities around Niagara as well, or around Welland as well for voting. Is that the same for advanced polls? Is it going to be... Advanced polls, um, the first week of October will be here at the Civic Square, 60 East Main Street. And then two weekends after that, we'll be holding them at the Seaway Mall Library branch. Okay, so advanced polls, one location. Yeah. Anybody, same yeah. idea. Exactly. Excellent. Uh, 
Before we ask you our final question, is there anything else election related you would like people to know about? Um, I think just to make people aware that soon we'll have our finalized voter list. Um, So we're going to encourage residents to go online and make sure that they are on the voters list. And then if they're not, to contact our office or print off the EL15 form to make sure that they are added to the list. Um, A lot of people may not realize that when you're, say, a tenant of a property, you're not on the voters list because we don't have those records. So anyone that's a tenant of a property or leasing a property or something of that nature, it's best to check to see if you're on the voters list. That way you can ensure that you can vote on election day. And if we get the information in time, ensure they get a voter card as well. All right, I'm just on an elections roll now. <laughs> we said we said off the top we weren't going to dive too deep into this, but just uh, as you mentioned, voters list. Where does that list come from? The city or somewhere else? It comes from somewhere else. So it comes from MPAC. We get the information from them. So oftentimes, as we found over past elections, there seems to be a lot of discrepancies with those lists. We do our best to maintain them as far as, you know, when uh, we have death certificates that come through, we will remove those individuals. But sometimes that information doesn't get brought over from them. So again, it's encouraged that everyone check and see if they're on the voters list for A, that they're on the list. And secondly, that they're at the correct property as well. So it's incredibly important for people to check if they're on the voters list, because there is only so much the clerk's department can do to make sure that the list, uh, that voter cards are being sent out to is accurate because we don't have, um, control or, whatever over that list it comes from MPAC and yeah exactly yeah and that's the thing it there's just often errors in there so we want to make sure it's as accurate as possible um and just so that any listeners know even if it's after the voter cards you can still um say submit an EL15 which is to update the voters list it can be done even on election day so if someone gets their card and it's incorrect just so you know those changes still can be made after that so excellent and we have all this information up on the city website yeah. uh, under our elections page so make sure to check it out if you're unsure or if uh, after reviewing that information you're still unsure the clerkette team will be more than happy to help you uh, navigate that process that's correct So, Tara, before we let you go back to your office, is there anything about the clerk's office that we should know about, could know about? And then we've got a final question for you. Oh, okay. Um, Really, with the clerk's department, it's mainly uh, checking online. I think one change also is that we do marriage licenses by appointment now. Um, The reason for that, it isn't just to ensure that we have an appointment time and that we don't have a backlog, but also to ensure that residents that are coming in for a marriage license have the details that they need, such as the application and accompanying ID that we have. So that's something we always encourage individuals to go on our website and even call in to talk to us. Because even too, when I say commissioning for oaths, sometimes we don't commission certain documents. It, it depends on what it is. So before someone takes the time to travel into City Hall, feel free to pick up the phone and give us a call. We're more than ha- happy to help you and get all that information so we can ensure we can assist you when you come in. Awesome. Well, as Paul mentioned, before we let you go back to uh, clerking through the day, uh, we have to ask you the question all guests on What's Up Well and Get Asked, which you haven't been asked on the mini episodes. Uh, so this is the first time you're getting it. Tara Stevens, pineapple on your pizza, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
do you have a do you have any inclination as to what the clerk at team would what say? Would say if you had to place a guess. I want to say half would say yes, yes, and half would say no. Okay. Yeah. Very uh, very democratic. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Well, Tara, thank you again for joining us to explain a little bit more about what you do as the city clerk, what your uh, team members do as clerkettes, uh, and all the services that you offer citizens of the city of Welland. So thank you very much for joining us. And as mentioned, um, definitely check out our website if you're interested, A, in the clerk's department. If you're looking to get married, uh, we can help you out with that too. And of course, uh, the upcoming election on October 24th, uh, all that information can be found online. So again, Tara, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. So we're at that point of the episode where Paul and I bridge the gap on our conversation with City Clerk Tara Stevens. And in addition to all of the election information that she shared with us and, of course, was alluded to that uh, can be found on our website, one of the things that I think is most interesting uh, is that the city clerk and the clerkettes, as uh, we found out that uh, they are internally referenced, really are jacks of all trades. They handle so many different things and are responsible um, for so much that happens within the corporation. And certainly from a council perspective, as uh, Tara mentioned, just kind of, you know, really being somewhat of the quarterback outside of the chair of, of the meeting, of course, um, you know, to make sure that uh, the procedural bylaw is being followed. And if there's uh, anything that kind of comes up during a council meeting, she's there to, uh, you know, get things back on track or, or just to prompt people along. So um, just really quite amazing all of the different things that a clerk's department does. And hopefully, uh, you know, with Tara sharing that today, people have come away with a bit of a, a better and broader understanding of what that uh, department functions as within a municipality. Uh, Paul, what about you? So, Mark, along those lines, I appreciated the focus on process efficiencies and the openness and willingness to change and grow as technology improves or circumstances dictate a process getting a bit more streamlined so that at the end of the day, whatever needs to be done for the benefit of our community, for the benefit of the municipality, is possible and As we continue to grow, this is a department that will continue to grow, continue to do things um, more smoothly, and great things are in store for all of us with such a dedicated team led by Tara and all of the clerkettes. So it is with great thanks that we wrap today's episode. Thank you, Tara Stevens, for joining us. If you have any input for future episodes, please visit us at engagewelland.ca slash podcast. And until next time, 